Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week and from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts and I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. You will Jayla. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a tweet from Just Jared that Lindsay's obsessed with. Felicity Huffman's youngest daughter, Georgia Macy, has... I'm sorry, her name is Georgia, like Georgia Rule. Okay, um, hold on. I just <laughs> You couldn't even Felicity get to the end Huffman's, of the tweet. I know, I know, I know. Georgia has always made the rules. Jesus, Georgia. You do not take the Lord's name in vain. Ow! Lily's always been burned by them. He's an idiot. And I signed a prenuptial. Go with this one. And Rachel's always broken them. Just how disturbed are you? I prefer unique. Felicity Huffman's youngest daughter, Georgia Macy, has been accepted to college on her own accord. Period. Find out where she'll be attending here. Which is um, hilarious because then they link to their own article, which has the headline, Felicity Huffman's daughter, Georgia May, reveals college acceptance to Vassar on her own accord. On her own accord. She added Vassar 2024 to her Instagram account. On her own accord is like the shadiest shit ever. And you click that and it's not said again. Like the headline is different than that. Mm -hmm. This is Felicity Huffman's other daughter. Who should not be Other punished daughter. for first yeah. daughter and Felicity Huffman's crimes. And also Felicity mm -hmm. did her time. Move on. No, she did her time. That's the whole thing. She's allowed to move on now. Lori Loughlin but receives this press and is like, <laughs> for the rest, For the rest of my life, I'm going to look at Georgia Macy's life and career and say, did you earn that? Imagine Georgia Macy in her classes. All of her teachers are going to be like, hmm. You're literally mm. like speaking to life. Mm. This girl's number one fear. <laughs> I feel, I know, it's almost I like bullying. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Georgia. It's truly the meanest thing maybe you've ever said aside from about stuff about Lemmy Lovato. <laughs> uh, Georgia rule. Give Georgia the benefit of the doubt. I would Georgia rule in her favor. You know what I'm saying? We eat at six. Georgia rule. Wash your dishes. Georgia rule. I got you a job. One more rule. You live here, you work. No wonder mom hates you. According to Popcrave, today is the 15th anniversary of Lindsay Lohan's album, Speak. Did you see that? No. Congratulations. Did you see that on, to th on Popcrave? Congratulations to that album. To, the, to that album. Yeah. It, it spawned hit singles, album. Rumors, and two other ones I didn't remember. I That's one of those albums, though, that people really look back on more fondly than it deserves. Not that the reason why Lindsay Lohan's debut music album is good is because she didn't make one after that and it had like a few actual hits on it. But the album itself is mm -hmm. not that good. You know? I mean, let's all just be honest with ourselves. I don't know that I've ever listened to the entire thing, right. but I think that it's one of those things that's like that kind of music aged well in a sense that we are nostalgic for that particular kind of pop music. That's it. When you listen to Rumors, you're like, oh, I'm far enough removed from like the joke of Lindsay Lohan that I can recognize that Rumors is just like a fun 2004 pop song. But with the added bonus that it's Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. This is Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. We typically start with comments because we typically get things wrong or we leave things out unintentionally. <laughs> which is um, the same as getting things wrong, but <laughs> arguably the same as getting things wrong. <laughs> but it sounds, you know, less. It sounds better to say this. Malicious. Okay, let's, let's talk about the first thing we got wrong slash did not do enough research into. Hey, guys. Um... Re Capilano Bridge. I'm sure you have a lot of Canadian listeners slash Vancouverites who are calling in to talk about the Capilano Bridge, but it's like a pretty popular tourist attraction and you can't drive on it. It's inside a park and it's 
like a suspended bridge, like one of those hanging ones where it moves a lot if you walk on it. And, it, you know, it's suspended like over a gorge and a river and whatever. So I'm sure she was like got taken to go see the bridge and go see the park. And then she was like, oh, fuck, I'm on this bridge and I can't move or something like that. Anyway, that's what I'm picturing. I don't have any actual information, of course. All right, that MacBook. Bye. Oh, ooh, a classic sign-off. That this MacBook. is an example where I genuinely feel I should have Googled I feel stupid, this yeah. bridge. When I Googled it, I was Googling it in the... Like, I Googled, quote, Capilano Bridge, quote, Elizabeth Perkins. I was only looking for instances of them together. I wasn't looking for the bridge solo. And I was imagining, like, the Golden Gate. Also, I wouldn't do this. I would. A weird thing is I've gotten more and more afraid of heights as I've gotten older. This looks like fun. I'm incapable. I, I feel I feel like I would have an Elizabeth... I would, I would go all full Elizabeth Perkins on Did this bridge. Did you see a, somebody tweeted at us... A, about Elizabeth Perkins something different and she retweeted the tweet of them oh, tweeting yeah. at us. I saw that. That was a little that was a little wacky, no? She's she's in the category of celebrity who's just like strange on like doesn't quite know what they're doing on Twitter but is that's an active a huge user. category. And they and they retweet everything. And so a lot of celebrities you have to disable their retweets because they retweet everything. Fun fact, a lot of people don't know that you can mute retweets of people. Oh, that I is do. a very important feature. Some mm-hmm. people don't know about this. Because I've yeah. talked to a lot of people who are like, Do you follow X? And I'm like, Yeah, uh, but they retweet all the time, so I have to mute their retweets. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know you can do that. Well, that's why you gotta retweet and write something. So those get out of the way. <laughs> See those God, people who hack. who turn off your retweets You're are such a hacker. <laughs> Okay, so sorry to this woman, Elizabeth Perkins, that you had to deal with that because that does sound like a nightmare. Yeah, I take back what we said about, you know, your 25 things, that one being interesting or weird. That makes total sense. That bridge is terrifying. Get off the bridge. Did you smoke weed on weeds? Um, No, I drank and did cocaine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Next call. Hi, Eva Longoria is promoting another acid, glycolic acid. It's not as iconic as hyaluronic acid, but I thought everyone should know there's a new L'Oreal acid in town, and it's glycolic acid. Crunch, crunch. My derm just let me in on her little anti-aging secret. Glycolic acid. New from Revitalift, Derm Intensive's 10% pure glycolic acid serum. It is wild that she doesn't pronounce it. Glycolic not. acid. Glycolic acid. Maybe it needs they one just more syllable. Said, "Hey, can we do another ad? It's the exact same concept, exact same words, but instead of hyaluronic acid, you're going to say glycolic acid." Because <laughs> it's the exact same ad. Maybe and some acids she... pull better in other places. Do you use glycolic or hyaluronic? I use all the acids. Like I just <laughs> every night I just dunk my head in a bucket of actual acid you know point is i should introduce some hyaluronic in my in my routine and i still have it despite how how many times have i said hyaluronic acid in my life more than most people hyaluronic acid hyaluronic acid i can't believe we're still saying it to be we need everyone to tweet at l'oreal because we're gonna need a fan a fan demanded cut of the eva longoria video where she enunciates glycolic Syllable by syllable. It's easy to pronounce glycolic. I'm not sure but she needs to. But we need the to. fan, fan demanded cut. That's what they, I forgot that's what they called the Hillary Duff cut of Sparks without the like Tinder promo or Hinge, fan whatever demanded. it was. Fan demanded cut. Release the original. Nobody Release wants the, the fan original. demanded yeah. cut at nobody, L'Oreal. Nobody wants that. I do. Really weaponize our fans. This is not how we're going to be doing it. <laughs> okay, next call. Hi, here we see. Uh, long time, long time. Um... This is embarrassing, but I hope I'm not the only uh, dumb American who is listening to your story about Ryan Mark Parsons. It was not until I Googled this man's name that I realized he did not drop 1,000 pounds, like half a ton of caviar in his foot. I thought he, I don't know, help. He didn't, I, help. We're dumb Americans. We It's hard to tell the difference between pounds and pounds. It's we Since we are two Americans on an American-based podcast, we should have been clear that we were reading. Well, I mean, I thought it was clear because it was The Apprentice UK that I was reading like The Mirror. So they would say a thousand pounds, a thousand pounds the money. It cost a thousand pounds. And a thousand pounds of expensive caviar 
might not weigh many pounds. No, it doesn't actually weigh that many pounds, but it was enough pounds to hurt his toe, but not enough pounds to be a thousand pounds. You would lose your toe. Also, he wouldn't be able to hold the caviar. Where did that caviar come from? And that caviar would have cost a lot of money. Maybe, you know, millions and millions of dollars. A thousand pounds. You can buy caviar from Walmart.com. Yeah. 35 ounces uh-huh. of Golden Imperial Russian caviar uh-huh. is $3,200. 32 Whoa. ounces. So that's maybe two pounds. So one pound of that is about $1,500. So you know what? That's probably... That's probably closer to so that's like a two pound a two pound thing falling on you two pound the weight. Oh, I was that's doing heavy. the math as to how much that's money heavy. it would cost for a thousand pounds of coffee. Um, I'm gonna see it's a lot of money in pounds thirty two hundred dollars in pounds. Okay, so okay, so that's twenty four hundred pounds. Let's say thirteen hundred dollars is one thousand pounds. So yeah, it would take less than a pound of high quality caviar to be a thousand pounds the British money. Yeah, so it would be expensive. This was also expensive caviar. It just didn't weigh 1,000 yeah. pounds. But, you know, even whenever something small lands on your foot, your foot is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I understand. Uh-huh. Also, he heard the podcast. He appreciated it. So glad. Thanks, Ryan Mark, for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I hope you still listen and not just and don't just listen to one. And if you do listen to just one, still rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because <laughs> that would be really nice. Yes. I'm a who and I love it. Something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of calls about Flintstones vitamins. We got a lot of parents... Most of them, I can't even play all of them because it would be too insane. Most of them were like, either my kids don't know what Flintstones vitamins are or my kids reject Flintstones vitamins because they're not gummies. Here's my here's my actual favorite one. So my kids are six and two. Flintstone vitamins were offered and respectfully declined. It's all about the gummy vitamins now. I don't know how our parents managed to convince us that Flintstone vitamins were, quote, like candy. But these kids are not touching anything if it's not a gummy bear. But honestly, I think it's all a conspiracy from the dentist because kids have way more cavities now from the gummy vitamins. But I'm with you. Flintstone vitamins, total death. French French. The Flintstones, Flintstones vitamins do have gummies, a gummy version. They even have a sour gummy version. They were too late to market. But I honestly agree that if you're, unless you're going to go original OG Flintstone, yeah. I, we're not going for it. You know, um, here, here's another call. I'm going to play two more. Hi, I paused your podcast about the Flintstones vitamins because finally something I know. I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. Uh, they don't know who Flintstones vitamins are. They know what gummy vitamins are, but I'm telling you, Flintstones vitamins are still the them. Crunch, crunch. Wow. When you admit that your kids don't know, but also you stand by your own <laughs> nostalgia, like without a fault. <laughs> I think it's a good idea, and I stand by and then this one, I think, is the one that they... This is the real wild call. This is the wild call. Millennials can fuck off about Flintstone vitamins because that's our Gen Xers shit, all right? So fuck off. Get your own stuff. Leave my fucking boomer parents alone, all right? Only I can make fun of them. So fuck off. Look, you have more than one flavor? Fuck you. The only, the only like, acceptable flavor of Flintstone vitamins is fucking chalk. And if you didn't grow up eating that shit... I don't want to fucking hear what you have to say, millennials. It's not your shit. Get your own thing. Thank you. And don't eat them in the fucking balloons. This is my, I think this is directed at us too. Mm -hmm. No, it's a Gen Xer saying that millennials, he's saying, it's a Gen Xer saying Flintstones vitamins are Gen X things, not millennial things. But he's not thinking of older millennials, which is the category we fall into. Because my brother, my parents are boomers. My brother is a Gen Xer, technically, but I'm technically a millennial. I'm just saying I'm going to give this to him. I don't care about the oh, sure. you know, the the nuance of the generation, you know, categorization. But I'm giving this. I'm giving this Gen Xer Flintstone vitamins. He can have it. Truly, millennials yeah. have enough bad nostalgia that we can claim as ours i'm happy to let gen x talk you know have this this chalk vitamin oh sure take it take it yeah that's such a passionate call okay so now that we're done with comments let's do questions we always switch to questions at some point wow we're switching to questions before the 30 minute mark good for us yeah truly well we're really we're really really growing up hi who weekly um who is miss juicy i love miss juicy miss juicy has been on our you know feeds let's say on our radar but on our feeds for years now 
we, you know, we, I can't believe we haven't talked about her yet. Yeah, I know. It's kind of wild. I think she's one of those people we kind of take for granted because she's such a major part of meme culture. And when you being on the internet in 2019 means being exposed to Miss Juicy constantly, like so often that you might right. go like face blind towards her. And I just realized that Miss Juicy is topical because Little Women is coming out in theaters um, December, I forget, but I think it's around mm-hmm. Christmas. Christmas. I think Christmas um, Day. And Miss Juicy stars in a TV show called Little Women that when I scroll by it on TV, I always think that it's the movie Little women and I'm like ooh and then I click it I'm like oh right every time it gets me every single time what are you expecting the Greta Gerwig movie are you expecting the Susan Sarandon movie like what's your brain expecting version of little women I will click on to say oh little women but then it's like oh no it's you're little women LA or little women you know it's uh, the different little women for everybody we all gotta take care of ourselves none of us can afford to lose any of us no matter what we go through this season on little women atlanta can you feel yourself Different, the, diff, the different little women. So Miss Juicy has an actual name. Miss Juicy has a nickname. Her name is Shirlene King Pearson. She wasn't even... What I love about Miss Juicy, I think um, a really fun reality narrative is whenever you are not part of the OG cast, but you become the most famous one. Yes. Um, which is sort of a, a Cardi B thing. Angie um, from Mob Wives did that, right? Mm-hmm. Angie from Mob Wives. Miss Ange. Big yeah. Ange, sorry. Big, Big Ange. Who sorry. else did that? Um, I, I don't think this is... Qu- like identical but mm. lisa renna was a late stage housewife and she became really popular really quickly of course it helped that she was fam- independently famous right but sometimes new cast members don't stick and yes. miss juicy and a, a lot of other women they they stuck they came in they stuck. um they stuck. she was sort of a she was sort of a um a radio person before she was a radio personality in atlanta before she became she was a, television a local personality. celebrity almost like a howard stern sidekick yeah. type personality within atlanta on the ricky yeah. smiley morning show which was like a pretty popular syndicated show that was out so, of so it's all over the country atlanta. and other places but if you listen to ricky smiley you knew who miss juicy was and her nickname was this a five things you didn't know about 100 it definitely was Absolutely. number two on the five things you got to know about miss juicy her name came from the tattoo that she has that says "juicy enough." He was it was Ricky was trying to think of a name for her, and she had a tattoo that already said "juicy enough," so we called her Miss Juicy. All right, y'all, Rick's in the morning show. A uh, lot going on this morning, man. The devil is a lie, and we're gonna rebuke him right now. Ten minutes, ten minutes after the hour. Uh, juicy, now what's 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 um, going on? Cause cause you've been with her how many years? Twelve. I don't actually watch Little Women, the show, which is kind of a disappointing thing for me to say. But what I love about it is reading about it was just really fun. It's the way that um, this website described the show or they just this is how their intro was. Um, Who will ever forget the chicken wing saga, the restraining order, (laughs) Minnie gate crashing, Miss Juicy's birthday party in season three and Minnie following Miss Juicy's footstep with a radio career. Like all those words. What is that? Who could forget? Who could forget forget the chicken wing saga? But the reason why we know Miss Juicy is because she is literally the center of like 12 different memes that are floating around at one time. The two of two of the best memes, one of which is this, which you will recognize immediately, I'm sure. What the hell we gonna do now? God, and I love and you get the and you get that classic reality show like symbols. Well, it's just a really great, it's, I guess, some, yeah, it's a really great clip of a moment that, you know, somebody leaves a room and it pans to them. My favorite instance of this, I think, was when Hustlers came out, and I think it was Hunter Harris tweeted, (laughs) it was like, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, (laughs) it was like all these white men directors, it was like, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, uh, whatever, 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 after seeing Hustlers. What What the the hell hell are we gonna do now? I mean, it's true. It's a it's a universally applicable meme. You can put this anywhere. I mean, but should we say what, what Little Women is? I don't think oh, we right. even said it. Little Women. God, we're so bad at explaining things. It's not a and book. That's the show. There's two things. It's a book. It's a Louisa May Alcott book. <laughs> and it's also a reality show about little people, women, little people. Little, yes. Who are friends. Groups of little people friends who are women. Yes. And this is specifically the one that's in Atlanta. So it's these like groups of little people who are friends and like the drama. I mean, you all know all reality shows are the same. 
It's groups of people who are frenemies and they fight and they go through shit. And this yeah. just happens to be about little people. So she came and in. And Miss is one of them. She came in and she caused drama. This is from Vice.com did a, a nice long profile on her. How Miss Juicy became the queen of all Atlanta. They said... Um, she accuses Minnie of lying about dating the Atlanta rapper Pastor Troy. Quote, when you're trying to make some th- someone believe something, you can't be messy, Juicy says. Since the show ended, Minnie has alleged that the rapper has impregnated her. Troy demanded a DNA test and Juicy continued to call Minnie a liar. She seems terrible. <laughs> Accusing Minnie of using Troy in a failed attempt to increase her relevancy in Atlanta. I understand that everybody wants to be in my position and be like me, but I didn't lie to get there, Juicy said. You going to taint your image because I'm telling the truth? When I asked Juicy if she would consider Minnie a friend, she responds with a line straight out of Southern Charm Handbook. We're cordial. <laughs> Juicy causes drama. You ain't nobody. I ain't nobody. Uh, you only Miss Minnie. Okay. Like but I said, I you somebody. try to steal identity, Miss Minnie, baby. When the hell you start using Miss Minnie, baby? I've been doing that. You, you know that. You lie. know that. You've been doing you Miss you Everybody know that. that know me don't. know that my tagline is Miss Juicy, baby. Okay. So now all of a sudden, okay. it's Miss Minnie, baby. So the what the hell we gonna do now meme isn't the only meme that she's inspired. She's also she also stars in a very popular meme. The and then this is just me trying to describe a photo. So love love a meme. There's one where there's a picture of a guy with his head on the table and she's in the background being like, oh, that's one. <laughs> it's like it's me. It's like watching people cry. And then there's another one where it's she's a under a side by side image and it's she's under a blanket looking up with her eyes wide and someone on the other side is like trying to tell her something. <laughs> it's the ex- like the explain. It's like a passionate explanation, desperate for your approval, desperate for your like desperate for you to understand your explanation. <laughs> and then the response is sort of emotionless and over it and disinterested and done. So it's sort of usually it's like me talking to my mom, my mom not listening. It's like. Bobby telling me about a new like hot gay man he found on Instagram and then me like listening. Me. <laughs> <That's you. laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, and Little Women's on Lifetime? Lifetime. Is it on Lifetime? Lifetime? Yeah, it's on Lifetime. Next call. Hi, long time, long time. What is Jennifer loves you with Instagram? The grid is just like holiday and turkey cartoons that are like out of focus and also like deviled eggs with jalapenos on top like just like holiday inspirational quotes please explain crunch crunch i don't really know that there's anything to explain it's jennifer love hewitt she's got a basic instagram that's it but it's kind it of, is really funny. Her to Instagram me. is just very it's Pinterest sweet mom Pinterest basic. She's mm-hmm. got a lot of, you know, the signs that you would see at a cracker barrel. She's got topical <laughs> holiday humor. She's just, you know, she's trying to keep Coffee up with the humor. Com- Coffee humor. Coffee humor. Terrible photos of food that she cooked. Photos of her kissing her husband. It's just normal. A lot of inspirational nelson mandela quotes it's just normal above quotes above a photo of a anthropomorphized taco looking at his watch saying time for tacos okay is the taco eating the taco because if so that's disgusting that's not something that jennifer love hewitt is going to investigate this is just her feed full of things that she likes okay the only thing a cartoon food should be saying is don't eat me (laughs) please don't eat me is her deal <laughs> i was sort of wondering like if this is sort of my gut instinct which i don't know if i don't know it's it's rude but i'm not sure like in what capacity it's particularly rude but i was like not sure how it's like, rude but i know it's rude i know it's rude but i was like oh no poor jennifer love you and i hope she's okay but then i looked she's her up and i was fine. like she's star she's fine she's starring in 911, your favorite She's show. She's on that you the second watching. season. They replaced um, Connie Britton. <laughs> Connie Britton was busy to go. Connie was, Britton was like, "Wait, I'm not doing this." Right, which is so interesting to me because 911 is very successful, even though it's terrible. So Connie really mm-hmm. must be trying to, you know. Do. So she is the new 911 operator. Yeah. Th- she's like, I'm her sister. And, and she, she gets died. Calls or like, like, what? I forget because I didn't really watch X. the second season. I only watched season <laughs> what one. What sorts but... of things? What sorts of things are the 911 operators getting calls about? Oh, it. It's a, what do you mean? That's the entire show. It's like, oh, there's a tsunami, you know? Oh, this guy is stuck between two buildings. Oh, um, this dog is, you know, 
stuck on a high wire. My daughter fell down a well. My daughter fell down a well. There's a baby. Somebody flushed the baby and there's a baby in the tube. (laughs) I'm serious. 911, what is your emergency? Help. Please. Can't breathe. What is your location, sir? Ocean Park in Lincoln by the sushi place. Sushi restaurant, Ocean Park Boulevard in Lincoln Boulevard. Um, Are you having tightness in your chest, pain in your arms? My favorite thing about 911 is that the... What's um, your favorite thing about 911? Well, no, the... It's so clearly not 911. It's 911. I know. They overdo it. They over... Like, the hyphens between each letter are, like, way bigger than they need to be. Because it's like, don't call this 911. It's like, don't you fucking dare call this 911. Like, calling the car. nine? She... One? That's how you have to say it. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's the star of my favorite show. Nine. One. One. It's in case you were wondering why it's like the most shameless show on television. It was created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. And so it's it's the, basically the politician masquerading as a primetime cop show. You know, it knows <laughs> that it's here to be ridiculous. It's made by the, the king of, of the two kings of ridiculous. They also just literally ordered a spinoff. That's how successful it is called 911 Lone Star starring Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler. So it's just 911 in Texas. 911 Texas. 911 Lone Star will star Rob Lowe as a sophisticated New York firefighter who, along with his son, relocates to Austin. There, he must balance saving those who are most vulnerable with solving the problems in his own life. Move these people back. Give us some room to work. You mean give us some room to work? This scene is medical, so I run the call. In Texas, you do what I say. Taking care of in Austin, God, it's going to be so popular. I love, I love when Liv acts. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Put a put a clip from her house tour right here. This ivy didn't used to be here, which is a really nice thing to have in New York City. And it grew into our neighbor's house, and they're actually my friends. The basement is secretly my favorite place and whole house. We do a lot of stair climbing every day, up and down. There's construction going on everywhere, and airplanes. <laughs> I'm really happy about my landline, actually. <laughs> Most people don't have it anymore, but I'm never letting it go. So this, yes, the caller said it's filled with Instagram memes and all this stuff, but like, it's to an overwhelming extent. It's not just one or two. It's 80% Instagram memes and sayings and photos of the Grinch and a Grinch drinking coffee and uh, somewhat right. like a 50s a 50s drawing of a woman holding but a martini saying, question. oh, here comes that bitch Monday. Is it memes or is it just cartoons from old newspapers and signs <laughs> that you get in the Cracker Barrel? Like that's cartoons what I'm from saying. Old signs You're calling that you get her meme tides, but what she really is is essentially She's just, not you know, like a mom who loves who loves Who's to share images. screenshotting stuff on her yes. phone and then reposting it on Instagram. Yes. What I'm mostly interested in seeing, what would be amazing... Because, so, I think that someone, maybe this already exists, but, like, when you look at someone's, a public person's profile, a profile that's not private, you can see everyone they're following, right? Mm-hmm. What would be really cool is to have some sort of plug-in. I'm sure there's a there's a coder who can, who's, who can do this, where you could type in the name of a public profile and see what their feed looks like. Like, I would love to know what Jennifer Love Hewitt's Instagram feed Oh, but that like. is not, that would be a nice, that would be like a hack, but Instagram would never do that. They would like disable it immediately, but it would, you I, know like, what I would love to know. At. Right. Cause you could do it and I could do it one by one. I could click through every single person and she's re- following. But you could make a I dummy account s- that's just Jennifer Love Hewitt dummy account. Dummy account. <laughs> sure. But it's like, I want to see what happens whenever, like, let's just look at just some random names from her Instagram following list. Oh, happy day. Bonjour, fet. Dip and dripped, and then it's like Batman of Santa Monica, mm-hmm. Shav's paper, an account that sells paper. Okay, like this is. <laughs> there's no way her feed is not completely crazy. I mean, she I might see also what it just be like. getting these from Pinterest or Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever. We've talked about Jennifer Love Hewitt before. I think it was a who or them context. And I think the answer was like she's moving into whodom essentially with mm-hmm. losing her kind of main audience, which would be a millennial. Teen. Or, no, millennial teens a millennial like us when we were teenagers because let's say her right, peak yeah. was the peak of kind of pop culture in terms of the way that we see it which was 1999 she mm-hmm. literally hosted snl in 1998 which i would say is kind of 
could mm-hmm. be be considered her peak is she was on party of five she was in a bunch of movies she did she released like four music albums speaking of she actually had a very prolific Bare career naked. for how many years that she got to do you know she did it for mm-hmm. a relatively short amount of time she did a lot of shit yeah um she also wrote a book called that's crazy the longest title i've ever seen in my entire life. it's a best-selling dating advice book called this is the full title the day I shot Cupid, colon, hello, comma, my name is Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I'm a loveaholic. Commonly abbreviated to The Day I Shot Cupid, but no, the full title, The Day I Shot Cupid, hello, my name is Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I'm a loveaholic. I don't really understand, like, what that means. It's dating advice. She gives personal dating experience and gives advice to both men and women on dating life and what to look for in a partner. Later in her career, which you, when, you, when you maybe lost track of her, she was on this show called Ghost Whisperer for a million years. This show went on forever. And then she was on a show called The Client List. Mm-hmm. Which and is a movie first and then it will TV movie first. She dated, she got engaged to a guy on Ghost Whisperer that she met on Ghost Whisperer. And then she got engaged to a guy she met on The Client List and that's her husband now. And they have two kids, which I think that's is nice. interesting. Okay. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Next call. This call is more for Bobby um, because, as we all know, Lindsay shows in the great streaming wars to support the morning show uh, and Bobby picked The Mandalorian. I just watched the new episode, episode five, uh, and besides Amy Sedaris, um, there was another notable guest star, um, this hot young guy who once it ended, I learned his name was Jake Cannavale, and I decided to do some Googling, and I thought, oh, Cannavale, I wonder if he's related to Bobby Cannavale. Turns out, He's Bobby Cannavale's son. He's 24 years old. Bobby Cannavale is 49. I did not realize Bobby Cannavale had an adult son. That was news to me. He's not Rose Burns' daughter, though. Turns out Bobby Cannavale was married to Jenny Lumet. And I thought, hmm, Lumet, that's a familiar name. It turns out Jenny Lumet is Sidney Lumet, the director's daughter. And wow, two layers of 
uh, Hollywood nepotism in this Jake Cannavale kid is pretty remarkable. But then it turns out there's another layer. So Jake Cannavale's great-grandmother is Lena Horn. Apparently Jenny Lumet's mom's mom is Lena Horn. So Jake Cannavale is not only related to Bobby Cannavale and I guess Rose Byrne as well, but also Sidney Lumet and Lena Horn. Is this the most um, random and incredible story of Hollywood nepotism? I think so. Jake Cannavale, I did. I was watching the. I was watching the episode, the Mandalorian episode, with him in it. And what is he in it? He's a fledgling bounty hunter. Like he wants to be. He's a young bounty hunter, and he's is like he good. He's good. No, well, as in a good actor or a good guy, bad guy. A good actor. He's good. No, he's perfectly okay. capable. He's supposed to be like a, he's supposed to be a little whippersnapper sort of. Uh-huh. And so it's like he, it's a, I mean, the show is for babies. So it's like, right. he wants to be in the bounty hunter guild, but then they're like, well, you have to get this really, really hard to catch bounty to do it. And so the Mandalorian needs money. And so he's like, I'll help you get this bounty hunter so that you can get into the guild. Basically the Mandalorian does all the work, but then Jake Cannavale realizes that the Mandalorian is worth more money. So he decides to uh, turn his back on the Mandalorian and try to kill the Mandalorian instead. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the episode, he dies. Like he's only in one episode, Jake mm-hmm, Cannavale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, the whole time I was like, oh, this is like a cute guy. Like this is a cute young actor. He's probably going to be something. This seems like the type of show that's going to like introduce people. And then I realized at one point I was like, he looks like Bobby Cannavale. And I think I even said that out loud and I wasn't just like wasn't thinking. Mm-hmm. And then after it's over, it's showing you the credits. And it was like, you know, Pedro Pascal Amy Sedaris, because Amy Sedaris is almost also in that episode of of The Mandalorian. And then it's like, Jake Cannavale. And I was like, oh, god damn it. Of course it's fucking Bobby Cannavale's son. Bobby Cannavale, as we all know, is part of Hollywood's potentially hottest couple, Bobby Cannavale and Rose Byrne. Everyone loves Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale. I feel like that's that's true, right? Like, everyone loves I mean, they're just they're just like a suite. They've been in a lot of movies together, or they've done work together. So that makes it even more mm-hmm. compelling. And people mm-hmm. really like her. And he mm-hmm. is good in kind of everything he does. I mean, he, you know, mm-hmm. he's good in everything from, like, everything from The Irishman to literally when he was in the Annie remake, which was terrible. He was, like, kind of good in it. He played Rooster. You know, like, he is. And so he's was great she. In Spy. Rose, 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 and he's great. And he's great in The Station Agent. And yeah. he's great he's in literally great. everything he's, he's ever great. done. He's so he, great. before he got with Rose Byrne, though, he was married to Hollywood royalty, as you heard as you heard and that was a pretty substantial relationship they were married they had a kid this is the kid what is what is the play they're going to be in together like they're about to be on stage together that's like smolder medea they're they're doing medea bam medea but i think the lena horn thing is probably the craziest thing because i guess i didn't realize that the lumet family was also nepotism like lumet is nepotism in part because of lena horn right which is wild I yes. truly didn't know that until this call. So this kid stupid. was on, I think he played a kid on Nurse Jackie early mm-hmm, on did. and he did theater. And then one of the things is that he's like fourth generation Broadway theater actor too. If mm-hmm. you, ca- you know, they, it goes all the way back. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting because his mom, Jenny Lumet, uh, is most known for writing uh, Rachel Getting Married, which was a long time ago. And that was kind of her big claim to fame is that obviously mm-hmm. her mother was Lena Horne, but also, or her grandmother was Lena Horne, but that she that she wrote Rachel Getting Married. And then more recently mm-hmm. in 2017, she came out against uh, yeah. Russell Simmons. Um, she said that he, he assaulted, assaulted her. her. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of big news for a while. When you were the son of Sidney Lumet and the granddaughter of Lena Horne, like, I'm sure you don't really have to work. Well, that's what I'm kind of guessing. And then, and she, was like, her, and then yeah. she was like, fuck it. Truly. I don't want to. But yeah, he's he sees, he's very much like um, a Maya Hawk situation. It's that exact age that all of the nepotism beneficiaries are right now. They're mm-hmm. in their early 20s. They're on all the hot stuff. And I'm sure he's going to be very successful because he looks like his parents and he's, you know, got their I phone mean, numbers. If he already landed the big, you know, the big, the big account. account in the Mandalorian as the Mandalorian, it's pretty big. He's not the Mandalorian. <sighs> no. And he, yeah, he's Pedro Pascal's the Mandalorian. <laughs> seeing Amy, pa- seeing Amy Pe- Sedaris holding baby Yoda is one of the strangest things. Yeah. 
I know I don't I don't see it, but I don't I assume. she's essentially his babysitter in the episode. Wait, what? Well she's a mechanic. Why is this Amy like a Sedaris, sitcom? Amy Sedaris has a Is mechanic. the Mandalorian a sitcom? Is Tim and Allen so the, on it? Has Ray Romano be, showed up? Like it could is, arguably be a sitcom. It when you describe it, you're like when Amy Sedaris holds baby Yoda, like that's <laughs> a sitcom. I love that the caller called out the fact that your team, your team morning show and I'm team Mandalorian when it comes it's to like sick. new and you streaming 2019 it's it's properties. It's what are sick. we anti? What's the one show we won't watch? Neither of us. Is there one show neither of us will watch? Yes. The Walking Dead is one. Oh, yeah. We both oh, don't the Mad watch About that. You remake on Spectrum. The Spectrum original Mad the About Spectrum You remake. The Spectrum original Mad About You remake we both I tried. will not be watching. I tried, but I'm not a, a Spectrum subscriber. <laughs> No, you didn't try. I tried. I went to Spectrum.com and I was like, how do I do this? There is nothing funnier than being like, oh, so excited that Mad About You remake is coming and then seeing it's on a Spectrum original and being like, well, I don't have access to that. I can't say that. Well, not even I don't have access to it. I feel like even if you did have access to it, you wouldn't know. (laughs) Even if you were a Spectrum subscriber, how do you get there? I don't know how to get there. I don't even know what I if I am a Spectrum subscriber, how would I figure that out? The funniest category of tweet is like, I've been seeing it more and more lately where people are like, wait, how do I watch a Spectrum original? <laughs> it's like very earnest. Like, I want to know how to do this. Because these people desperately want to watch the Mad About you, have, you reboot. Because you have to, it's such a weird antiquated system because you have to subscribe to Spectrum cable, which is crazy. So you have to have regular cable to get the streaming additions. But I think they don't even stream. I think you're doing it through the cable box. I was just searching what Jake was in on Broadway, and I literally saw the show. He played Larry David's son. Remember when Larry David? Oh yeah, did a fish play? out of the dark. Or yeah, fish out of water. Did you fish see whatever. that fish in the dark? I saw it. It was whatever, but it was. I almost saw it, and then you were like, "Don't see it," and so I didn't see it. Do you that's it? not even like that's not even the worst thing that I do. You know, I try. I, you know, I I now have this little baby who I just can't stop kissing. You know, oh, and, yeah. and you know the 21 year old he won't kiss me. And he's like, he smells bad, he, he's got tattoos, he's got hair everywhere, and he's literally the only guy on the planet that I'm dying to kiss me. And he won't kiss me. I can't, I can't. I That's can't. a real People thing. we haven't talked, this episode is for two things that we've been meaning to talk about for a long time. One of them was Miss Juicy. The other one is this call. Hi, Hill Weekly. This is Gwen from New York. Uh, just a quick question. Louis Capaldi, who or them? I think maybe UK them, rest of the world who? But I don't know. All his shows here in New York sold out. And it keeps popping up in my dreams and it's getting weird. Just who or them? Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. This is, I want to say two things about this call. One, it's (laughs) slightly old. So this person called maybe right around the time that he was kind of at the top of the charts in the UK and hadn't really crossed over into the US, which was a few months ago. We tried to answer the question. It was less interesting. But since then, he's kind of been everywhere. So we couldn't not answer the question, even though we'd already tried once and it got cut because it was boring. Or did it make it to Patreon? I forget. No, no, no. It, it didn't make it anywhere. Okay. It was really... We boring. love our patrons way too much. Subscribe wow. at patreon.com slash whoweekly. Here's the second thing that I think is really funny about that call is that as Americans, we only have a limited way to describe people. Like we are like Adele. He's Adele, but X. But he's not even from England. You know how people are like, it's Uber for Y. That's what people say is like the worst way to call uh-huh. your um your company is it's it's Uber for lamps. It's Uber for chairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis Capaldi falls into the category of us saying it's Adele, but I need Scottish. Somebody to hear, somebody to know, somebody to have, somebody to hold. It's easy to say. But it's never the same I guess I kinda like the way you know Though the pain, now the day bleeds Into nightfall And you're not here to get me through it all I let my gut out And then you Any singer who sings like adult contemporary slow music is Adele, essentially. J- um, mm-hmm. Who uh, doesn't have an American accent. John Legend, if you- Adele. He's Adele. He's Adele, but man American. He's a man American. <laughs> Adele. Adele. Louis Capaldi. He's Adele. He's if you Adele. have a good voice, you're Adele. No, it's true though. I. It's so Adele funny. is Adele is the Kleenex of good voice. It's true. It's like if you're 
if you are singing adult contemporary Adele music. Adele the Kleenex of good voice. What right. the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm like, like, yes, I'm yes, like, does yes. that make sense? I think it makes sense. Adele is the Kleenex of good voice. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when I realized, when I came to the realization that Louis Capaldi was someone who exists and was a singer, I was like, oh, Capaldi, he must be Peter Capaldi's son. I just like, because nepotism, nepotism is such brain. a thing. <laughs> I, I, have me- I have nepotism brain. I clicked and I was like, oh, he's Peter Capaldi's son and he has a singing career. Congrats. Like, you're so talented. Wow, I'm so proud of you. He's not Peter Capaldi's son. He's like what? He's like second niece and second nephew or something. Like, it's he's barely related to him. cousin second removed or something is cousin second Peter removed. Capaldi, who... Which is interesting to me because Peter Capaldi is very famous over there, but he's not famous. He, he's a Doctor Who guy. He's a he's a Doctor Who guy, but and he, I think he's um he's definitely a Who here. He's a them there. If you look at him, you're like, oh, it's that guy. When you but look that's at Peter a Capaldi. niche like fame too. So even if he was nepotism Capaldi, it wouldn't work in the U.S. Is Nepot- what I'm saying. Wait, can nepotism? Does it still count as nepotism if the if it's just the last name? You know, it's sort of like that Coppola, the Coppola who's not technically. No, it does count because nepotism is more than just people having heard of you. Nepotism is the whole structure by which you got to do what you're doing. The whole, you know, reason why you have access to spend time to become famous. You know what I mean? So it's like it's still a shade of nepotism. It is because nepotism it's is a, a shade. You're missing sort of you're missing some of the machinery that leads to it because you don't really have the access, but you do have the name which gets people interested. If my last name were Gerwig, like would I be taken more seriously even though I'm not related to the Gerwigs? You're asking the opposite and my answer is if you were trying to write a movie or you were in And my name Hollywood, were, my name was Bobby Spielberg. And you're Bob, Bobby, Bobby Spielberg. Spielberg. People would at first be like mm, Stevenson huh. and you'd be like you wouldn't say anything. No, I'd be like mm. Are you Steven? Are you related to Steven? I'd be like mm. It would get you in the door and then they would be like this is not Steven's son. This guy's not even Jewish. You'd be like dee 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 my script. Look at that dude. No. <laughs> but this is against all, this is not even relevant to Louis Capaldi because I don't think that he got a huge boost from having the same last name and was no. ad- adjacent to this Peter Capaldi. But he did, but he did make me think that he was nepotism, but he's right. not. He right. has this song, Someone You Love. We haven't even said what the hell he's famous for. He's a for. singer, guys. He's, he's a the singer, Adele. but it's because of the song, Someone You Love, which is everywhere And still. I want to be clear, we've already sp- spoke around it. He's Scottish, which is really cool. I he's said Scottish. Scottish. It's really cool. Sound like Britney Spears, which is really cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Really, really cool and exciting. Very cool. Really, a really cool song. It's really different and interesting. No, well, when was the last time we had a Scottish pop singer who came out and was popular? So it's just, that's what I'm saying. You know, we have Irish pop singers. Oh, wait, you know when the last time we had a Scottish pop singer? Katie Dunstall. Oh, fuck. It was literally last week. Literally last episode. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time? Oh, we love love the Scots. Wait, that's so funny. It's literally last time. When's the last time? And it's like, other, suddenly I remember. Other Scottish pop singers, Annie Lennox, uh, Sheena Easton. Uh, oh, you're good at this. Who else? Calvin Harris. Keep talking. I'm gonna, I just Googled Scottish pop singers. Sure, Lee Manson. Oh, and the lead singer of, um, of, um, of, um, of that band that I love, High Voice, Lauren Mayberry. What's the lead singer? She's the lead singer of what's that band? High Voice. Churches. <laughs> oh, Churches. <laughs> I love Churches. Yeah, that's all I got. High Voice. <laughs> high voice she's got a high voice and then you know then there's susan boyle also scottish uh-huh love her what else so lewis capaldi's thing is like i'm funny also i have i've got to my hotel last night right i've come i've went for a shite i'm be honest with you and i'm sorry i always talk about going to the toilet but this is an emergency there's a fucking i've done a, i've done one i've done i've used the toilet last night okay have you sue me i've used the toilet and I've the fucking it's it won't flush. It's stuck. It's stuck there, and I'm like, right, where's the fucking toilet brush? There's no fucking toilet brush. There's fucking. I've got someone coming here to put makeup on my face later on. I think it's a lady. I think I, I've been told it's a lady, and she's gonna come in here and she's gonna go, can I use the bathroom? And I'll go, no, 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 and she'll go in and she'll be a big pile of fucking dirty paper, dirty toilet paper, and I'll have to say, no, listen, listen, I saw it, and she'll run out the door. Fucking screaming. At what point does a hotel say, right, we're gonna we're gonna put a toilet in here that can't handle th- two, three fucking wipes of an arse and then 
It's a, it, we're not going to put a plunger or a fucking toilet brush in here. Bastards can charge $5 for a bottle of fucking water in the room and can't give me a fucking toilet brush. Dopey little funny dude. That's his whole thing, right? He is no, funny. he is. He is. But funny. that's his. That's his very outspoken character trait. Like well, he's he like, kind of I'm looks... the funny, silly twenty-two-year-old. If you did a little one of those, like, look, I'm a celeb baby morph dot org, yes. and you did Adele and Ed Sheeran, you'd get something pretty close to Peter Capaldi. Pretty good. Louis Capaldi. He just has also a very good sense of humor he's... about what's going on in his career and life, mm -hmm. and just seems genuinely, su genuinely surprised by the whole thing. Which which mm -hmm. I think is the best reaction to have and the one that gets you the best kind of fan reaction, which is just what the fuck is going on. When he went number one in the US, he changed his Twitter name to America's Sweetheart and which painted a funny. flag on his face, which is hilarious to me. He painted a really ugly American flag on his face, which is honestly what we deserve. This is this is it's very true. funny. LA Times wrote a piece about him and wrote, is Louis Capaldi a Brit with a canyon sized voice and ugly cry smash the new Adele? Literally, we cannot. They called him. They said he's game for most things, it seems, except that is being constantly labeled by music press as the male Adele or the Scottish Ed Sheeran, which I literally just did. But that is we can't do it any other way. We're unable to do it. They they describe him as a slightly doughier Paul McCartney circa rubber soul. They're oh not wrong, though. God. They're not wrong because he did the aging thing. He's going on tour with Niall. Which is mm -hmm. very smart, and they, he did. They did the aging thing on their face, that app, and he looks exactly like Paul and McCartney. It's like, and like Niall Horan age looks like like hunky sugar daddy, and he <laughs> just straight up looks like Paul McCartney now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. The other thing about Louis Capaldi is he got in a fight with Noel Gallagher. Music is fucking wank. Who's this Capaldi fella? Louis Capaldi. The fuck's that idiot? He is. I'm going to stand up for him. He's funny as fuck. It's because he's Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's you fucking it, yeah. Scottish are uh, these fuck these fuckers. <laughs> if they found out Hitler was fucking Scottish, they'd go. Ah, the wee man was just a wee bit misunderstood. <laughs> so he was. Eh? <laughs> he likes a drink. He's no fucking Adolf man. Noel Gallagher barely thinks he's like he himself is good. Noel Gallagher hates everything. Are we done with this? You also said he's famous because of shit like this. And what shit like this is, it's like, he's good online because yes. he's a Gen Zer. He's yeah, good no, online. He's great online. He does these long Instagram stories. Front facing video stories. People like a relatable king. And he's also this kind of, <laughs> you know, when we were all obsessed with Drake, when Drake did really sad self kind of self-hating music. Deprecating, We, we yeah. love like a self-hating, self-deprecating pop star and that is kind mm -hmm. of what his songs are at least right now i can't believe he's yeah. 22 years old oh my god 22 years i old. know but also just back to the beginning before we end his song the one that he broke through with is, is a great song it's a very sweet song it's a very sweet song it makes me feel like i need to go grocery shopping when i hear it because i'm typically in a grocery store when i do it's true it's the Dwayne reed song it's it is yeah. a Dwayne reed song for sure and it's like my pavlovian response is like i, I need cilantro <laughs> me hearing someone like you mine i'm like, like oh fuck i need more olive oil mine is just going into the greeting card aisle and being like is anyone having a birthday soon <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that where you're like you're browsing and you don't really want to go yet because you think there's still something you need but you don't remember what it is so you just start going into every aisle being like <laughs> Do you ever do that? Yes. Because you're just like, oh, is that relatable? Like stockpile cards. Yeah, but you oh never send God. them. You're just like, you're just like, oh. And then you find a card that you meant to send to someone's birthday six months ago, and you're like, oh, I never sent this. Uh, I would like to master the skill of of not oversharing. I do. I do tend to tell people a bit too much about uh, me and like my bowel movements and like every radio interview I've done, I have mentioned evacuating my bowels at some point. So I'd like to be able to rein all that in and you know, not talk about, we were in Amsterdam the other week and I, the whole interview was based around the fact that I had the shits and that's all they wanted to talk about. And I, like literally I was trying to steal the conversation away. You know, I knew singles at blah, blah, and they were like, but you shat your pants. It was like serious, serious issues. Next call, last call of the day, last call of the day. Hey, Ho Weekly, I was just wondering who the homes Who's and thems are of fast food slash chain restaurants like Chipotle, Panera, McDonald's, thems, Sweet Green, a who? Kava, a who? You guys even know what Kava is. Anyway, 
Crunch, crunch. Love you guys. I feel like I know what you're going to say, but say it anyway. If the fast food chain is regional, it's a who. If it's national, it's a them. I think that's really good and easy. So your biggest fast, your your them fast food chains are the biggest fast food chains. The ones that are more, most McDonald's. prolific. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Dunkin'. Well, Dunkin's national now. Are you looking at the list? Now. Subway, McDonald's, list. Starbucks, KFC, Burger King, Chick-fil-A. Dunkin', number eight on that list. Panera. You know what's funny though? Have you ever heard of Hunt Brothers Pizza? Never in my life. So that's number 10 on the list of the largest fast food chains, but I've never heard of that in my whole life. No, I don't know what that is. We're on different lists also. But there are more Hunt Brothers pizzas than there are, according to this list, Orange Julius's, Papa John's, Dairy Queen's, Little Caesar's. Tim Hortons is number 18. That's local or feels local. This list is also international. So that's also another thing. Number 19 is a Chinese, a Chinese brand store, fast mm-hmm. food store. Jollibee's even on here at number 23, which is mostly, I, it's a Filipino fast food store. That's a case. A little, mm-hmm. some of them are in the US, but not many. My l- rule isn't necessarily, I don't know about my rule. I don't know after I said I, it. I, uh, uh, I think, I think it's a really good rule. I think if it's national, then it's fine. But some things, uh, it's like Sonic is technically national, but it's just not very common outside of the South. You know, like right. there's one in New Jersey. There's one like way upstate. Like, it's number 20 on this list. But I still sort of think it's a who, even though it's national, you know? I sort of think the only thems are the ones that you can reasonably expect to be in any airport you go to in America, maybe. Like, if it if if you if you walk around thinking that you are going to find it, if you walk around and are not surprised, here's, that's the rule. If you walk around and are not surprised to see it in an airport, then it is a them. Like if you see one and you're and it sort of is it just goes by you blankly. You could also but if I just walked say, around and I saw if I saw a Whataburger in an airport, I'd be like, oh, right. a Whataburger, and right. I would get like a million things. You right. know, sure. What's your favorite regional uh, fast food from like the Northeast Ugh, that Duncan. I probably haven't not heard of? Dunkin'. You mean not Dunkin'? Yeah, not Dunkin'. And I mean food, not necessarily coffee. Like a like a place to get kind of like a disgusting greasy burger or like chicken strips or something or even like. That's regional to the northeast. Technically, That's New regional York to the is northeast. in that, though. So, like, yeah, Shake Shack no, yeah. would be part of that. I would Shake say Shack, Shake Shack yeah. is special. Shake Shack okay. is still something I walk by and I go, ooh. You know, like, oh, should I stop? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know it's a chain, even though I see it a lot, even you know, it's mm-hmm. not the only one. In-N-Out is still special when you're in Los Angeles, even though it's a chain. The The thing is, the, the true who chains are the ones where it's a chain, but there's only three of them or something. And you're just mm-hmm. like, that's not, doesn't count. Yeah. I think the other quest, the other thing I would say is, I'm not sure... Because, like, fast food is getting healthier. People are more aware of things. They try to clean up, like, they're trying to make these restaurants a little nicer. But I still sort of think fast casual, like Chipotle, doesn't necessarily count. What do you think about, do you think that it's a fast food is hooier when it pretends to be healthy, like sweet green? Like, are when the it, salad well, places it, all the hooiest, secretly the hooiest fast food restaurants? When there's a lot of work to be done, when things can be customized, I don't know if that counts as fast food. I think fast food is like, there's a menu and you tell them what you want and That's it comes true. out. Like That's true. Chipotle, you walk down the line, you're watching it be prepared. Like McDonald's, I'm like, I want uh nuggets and fries and a mcflurry and then it gets made in the back and then it shows up in a bag like i'm not watching someone prepare it and i and obviously one is better than the other in terms of quality but it's like fast food is fast food is the is the is the truth here really that mcdonald's is the only them fast food and everything else is a who (laughs) i think mcdonald's all these ones on the top 10 that i'm seeing taco bell them burger king them wendy's them subway them mcdonald's them um panera bread i wouldn't call them <laughs> no because i feel like panera is more of a fast casual you sit down at panera bread i think you can sit down you can and you can sit down at all of these places but i think panera bread like there's arby's. Also something a little what about olive garden That's arby's not fast food arby's them olive jack garden in the box is, them is restaurant what a burger who quiz jimmy Gnomes? john's who Q-Doba? zaxby's i don't even know who you are zaxby's <laughs> oh zaxby's <laughs> what chicken. is this it's chicken you're like, they have them in Newton. No, um, they don't. The they don't. They don't. They Culver's don't. ice cream. Who? I think that's it. I think there are maybe only six thems and that's it. We've done them. But fast Chipotle food is doesn't count. So what's interesting is that fast food, while being universal in its creation, is so regional. 
in many ways. Where you go depends on what the number one thing is. You know, they're like, you know, if you go to Texas, like Whataburger is the Whataburger, Taco Cabana, Fast Food. Taco Cabana, number one fast food in the whole world. In and Out is huge in California. So you have Mm -hmm. these regional fast food Bojangles, which I had never heard of until I went to, you know, North Carolina. It's Mm -hmm. it's everywhere, right? I bet if you haven't been to New York, you haven't heard of Sabaro. That's wild, but like, that's fine, you know? I I do think it's very, very regional in terms of that Chick-fil-A, stuff. problematic And as you know, them, we, don't like, we don't really like to do like who's and them's of states. So this is related to that. <laughs> Remember the um, who's and them's of states debacle? We were like, never again. <laughs> never, 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 never. Never been that close to being canceled. Um, uh, are we done? I think we're done. Yeah. So we're not going to do who are them this time. We like to save them up. Although there are some wild ones on this list that we almost did. Like, what the hell are you all thinking? <laughs> um, I love it so much. Thank you so much for listening to Who Weekly. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Have a great weekend. This is the big uh, holiday party weekend, isn't it? Like, everyone's got their holiday parties this weekend. Don't say it's that in case one. people, what if people don't have them? Well, I feel like this weekend and next weekend are like the last two. I know, but if people weren't invited to them, they'll feel bad. So we don't need to point out that it's the big I'm holiday just saying, party. If you're having, just have a good, have a good weekend, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Review us on Apple Podcasts if you have some spare time. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if you want really fun content. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly if you want even funner content. Funner. And we will call 619-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments, concerns for next week's Who's There. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. You will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanna know.